Uh, the post-Brexit EU settlement scheme, which allows EU nationals to apply to settle in the UK, is one of the largest immigration administrative exercises in world history. Well, there's a new report out today from the think tank UK to Change in Europe. This found that uh, the Home Office has largely been pretty successful in settling EU nationals. But with only two weeks to go until the deadline, hundreds of thousands of people could still be left in a legal limbo. With Cathy Barnard, is Deputy Director of UK to Change in Europe, and joins me uh, now. Um, that was that was very much not Cathy Barnard. <laughs> <laughs> I know how Andrew Neil feels now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Cathy, uh, th- this report you you've done, there was a lot of concern about this, partly because it's a it's a massive IT program. Uh, it also involves the Home Office, which has a not brilliant record on this. But on the whole, this this process seems to have worked pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you've got to hand it to the Home Office. The fact is that 5.6 million people have applied. And it's a digital scheme. They've applied with their smartphones. And um, well over 5 million have been given settled or pre-settled status. So top line is it's good news for the Home Office. Um, And for those nationals, EU nationals, who want to have their position sorted out. The concern is that uh, no government scheme has ever, ever had 100% success rate. And so if you've only got 1% even of people who don't apply, 1% of, say, 5.6 million, you're talking 50,000, 60,000 people. And what's going to happen to them? And those are most likely to be the vulnerable ones, not the ones who work for universities, the health service, but they're the ones who um, are working in and around Great Yarmouth, who are in low-paid jobs, who... um, have pretty peripatetic lives and they just haven't applied and so what will happen to them if they don't but uh, before the deadline in a couple of weeks time yeah so st- strictly speaking they will lose their status and indeed they won't be able to work they won't be able to get accommodation but uh, the government has um, said if they have a reasonable excuse, reasonable grounds, then uh, they can apply late. The trouble is we don't really know what are reasonable grounds. It, certainly for children, and there is an underrepresentation of children who should have registered and haven't, they will be able to apply up until the age of 18. But what happens for those people who just didn't know that they need to apply for this? Does that constitute reasonable grounds? And we're finding that there's still low of people out there who um, have not, uh, who just don't know about the scheme. And uh, it's a bit of a standing joke in my family that as soon as I meet anyone from um, the EU, I ask them if they've applied for settled status. And it is remarkable the number of people who say, well, I'm not quite sure I have or I thought I had. Turns out they haven't. So there's going to be a large number who've missed, missed the boat. And is, are we then in, in two, three, four weeks' time going to see sort of pictures of uh, Priti Patel with her Home Secretary uh, jacket on uh, going around uh, rounding up people and telling them that they've got to leave because they haven't gone through this process? I think the answer to that is no. Um, the PR for that would be atrocious. And um, to be fair to the Home Office, this scheme has operated on the basis of trying to help and encourage people to register, not to threaten them that they sh- they'll be deported. So so I don't think we'll see um, Pretty Patel rounding up uh, people who haven't got settled status, not least because we actually don't know who hasn't got settled status because this is part of the problem with the scheme. We had no idea how many people should be applying for it in the first place. The numbers are all over the place. We, The government thought there were only about 3 million EU nationals and yet we've had 5.6 million apply. Oh, wow. But, 
I mean, it just, it just, I mean, it, it, the, the ONS, the Office of National Statistics, statistics were way, way out of line. And there are some nationalities, Romanian, for example, where the thought was there'd be about 400,000 applications. And in fact, there've been 800,000 applications. Other nationalities, Germans is a good example. Um, many fewer have applied than we thought were here. But um, there are groups where the numbers are completely out of line. We probably have about a million more EU nationals in in the UK than we thought we did in 2016. And is that partly, I mean, this is, this is a long-running thing, is that partly because um, uh, there was always a promise of introducing a system to count everyone out and count everyone in again, uh, but we, we just were that, that system's never been up and running properly, so because people from the EU could move here freely under freedom of movement, uh, it meant that they, there was no record kept of if they then went back home again. Exactly right. And unlike some countries where you were required as a British national to register, so if you go to Spain and you're there for more than three months, you're meant to have registered um, both on the national scheme and with the local authority. We never had any such requirement. We don't have an identity card system here. So we never actually knew. The only way we knew, had some sort of idea was that people had to get a national insurance number if they wanted to work. And for people who aren't working, of course, they don't have national insurance numbers. But in fact, what we're seeing is that the national insurance number data is probably closer uh, to the mark um, and was a more accurate reflection of the number of EU nationals here. Okay, so what, what happens now? What could the government, given that they don't even know the people who should have gone back uh, or, or who should have applied, um, and uh, so how can they find them in the next two weeks? It just seems that on the one hand, they've got a great success. Loads of people have applied. It's all gone reasonably smoothly for them. Obviously, some people have not had the, the, the result. They've not been granted the states that they would have liked, but in terms of sort of administratively, it's all gone sort of according to plan. Lots more applications than they expected. They've all been processed, but with two weeks to go, they don't know who is uh, still not yet having applied and even uh, when the deadline passes we don't know what they're going to do about it. Yeah, so this is the uncertainty. You can see from the government's point of view, what they don't want to say at the moment is, it's all right, don't worry, we'll sort things out in in early July or August, because they really want to encourage as many people to hit the deadline as possible. So um, the government is speaking slightly in a slightly mealy-mouthed way. We just don't know what will happen in July. As you asked, Pretty Patel will not be standing there uh, (laughs) personally deporting um, EU citizens. But remember, employers are not allowed to employ someone who hasn't got the right to work and so it will be employers and landlords who are doing the heavy lifting and will say no we can't hire you because you haven't got the right to be here so it's that where you where eu nationals will be first affected if they haven't got a settled or pre-settled status and there's one other big deadline coming up the only trouble is it's multiple deadlines if you've got a pre-settled status that's if you've done less than five years. When you hit the five-year mark, you've, you've got to reapply again. And lots and lots of people will forget. And that will create a further headache down the line. Well, there we are. We started off on a positive note. And there's a, there's a, there's a headache coming down the line. Cathy Barnard, Deputy Director of the UK Exchange of Europe. Thanks so much for joining us. It's definitely something we'll uh, keep an eye on.